I'm Jess. Hi, I'm Heidi. We have 30 years combined experience in the beauty industry that we want to share with you. We want to help you build a strong foundation for a better beauty business. Hey guys. Hey. All right. So today we're going to talk about I'm done with school. Now, now what? what? Yeah. It's a good question. Oh, I know. Well, hopefully it will be to figure out how to get a job or yeah. what comes next. And so we're going to share with you some of the things that need to happen, absolutely need to happen, even maybe simultaneously while you are looking for a job. Yeah. yeah. And majority of you will probably have a second job still at this point. Yeah. Which is not a bad idea. No. Um, so the biggest thing that getting out of – so all school does is now gives you this license to learn. Yeah, basically. You're just passing the test so that the state knows that you know how to clean stuff. Right. And that other companies that you may want to go work with they actually don't allow um, any education with their product unless you are a licensed cosmetologist, esthetician, nail tech. Yeah. And so you have to prove that you have that license before they will even allow you to take their training. Yeah. I mean, there's there even if when you're buying product, it's yep. the same. You have to have your license in there because they want to sell to licensed professionals, people who know what they're doing and so that the product is avail not available to everybody. Right. Right. So the biggest thing is to learn, and how do you do that? Well, you know, there's videos, there's YouTube, there's Facebook, there's Instagram, yeah. which you know, it's all that's all good for for some things. Yes, but not everything. Correct. Um, but a lot of companies hold classes. Yes. So even like like if you were to look at my Instagram page there's tons of nail techs that actually offer classes and they mm -hmm. they offer classes online right so they just do it with you online um and that's actually really has made things i think a little bit easier but a lot of them actually hold classes that you can go to right and sit with them in person a lot of companies do that well, and with all this online education, it's really made it so there is no excuse for you to not get education. Yeah. Though I have to say there is something about being in the classroom with the teacher and having them go, no, no, that's wrong. No, no, do it like this. Well, cause yes, can, that's great. They can see exactly right. what you're doing. And there are some nail technicians out there that offer one-on-one -on -one training. Correct. So, you know, utilize all of it. Yeah. Take the online stuff, take it, do the research. practice, do the research. Um, but one of the other really big things you should do at the very beginning, if not while you're in school, like right when you get out and continue to do it every couple of years is go to conventions. Yeah. The conventions are great. Plus, um, it allows you to buy product a little bit cheaper or you are, can get smaller versions of things like trial, trial kits. Well, plus you can see how it works. Exactly. Before you decide to even purchase anything. Yeah, a lot of times that's exactly. And and then you have you have like super professionals like like the the in the nail industry, um, 
like if Young Nail shows up to that convention, it's not just, you know, some random person selling stuff. Right. It's their, it's their, they have two or three educators. Right. Um, a lot of times with them, uh, the actual owners of the business, one of the owners of the business will be there. Right. And because he teaches classes. Well, and then you can speak to them. You can ask them basically their business philosophies and you can see how they do business and see if that's a company you want to do business with. Yeah. Seeing them in action live with people is so much better, I think, for that kind of decision making than seeing an ad that they put out. Exactly. So, and with conventions too, what's great is they offer a lot of free education. Mm-hmm. A a lot of different classes that they'll offer. Hair shows constantly have, you know, different people up on stages doing cool techniques and yeah. the newest stuff and how to do it faster and better. And yeah, and each booth usually has, you know, like a, with the I'm not sure with like a lot of the others, but with nails, you'll have nail technicians sitting there and they're, demonstrations. Yeah, able to show you. They'll do a demonstration, um, or uh, they will have it set up so that you can sit down and and try the product. That's awesome. So they do a lot of really cool stuff at the conventions. Plus, usually there's a convention price. So you're getting a discount and it's usually around like 20%. It's pretty good. And I really liked doing the conventions just because sometimes it's hard to research things that you don't even know exist. Yeah, it, that's really cool too because then you're seeing all these things at conventions that you've never seen before. And you wouldn't even know to look at them or know that those things even existed. Like skincare, there are so many cool tools and different things that go in with skincare that you can use and different tools. But sometimes you only learn, I mean, you basically only learn their super basics in school. And yeah, you can research some stuff, but it's kind of great to go and be able to see those things in action and talk to the inventors and talk to the salespeople and so they can show you what it actually does. Well, and when we were at that convention, the first convention that we went to, we went to together and uh, we were still students. We were. We were. So we went and what's amazing and awesome like if you could show you were in school right but it's also it's a little overwhelming oh it was a lot it was a lot because I think you get your one book usually your milady cosmetology book Mm -hmm. in school and you get one book and yes there's some stuff in the internet and it's all this there's a lot of information but walking into a convention that's the whole Las Vegas convention center full of distributors and educators it's an amazing energy that mm-hmm. will really get you pumped up for your business. Yeah. But it's also a little overwhelming. It can be. It definitely can be. Because, you know, like I remember in school, they teach you nothing about product. Well, that's not their job. Right. Because they would have to be sponsored by a, uh, by a product. Something. So, yes, like a Paul Mitchell school will teach you about the Paul Mitchell. Aveda will teach you about Aveda. You know, any of those schools that are backed by a product line. Yeah, but a basic school. Right. No. So, you know, like they're using what they have to use, what the state board, you know, requires makes them use. Right. And like when I was going to school, we had to use the odorless acrylic. Right. Ugh. Right. This stuff is terrible. Right. And so you're actually learning with way different product than you'll probably oh, learn. Yeah. It doesn't work. You'll work with. It doesn't work anything like And so really when you get out, you know the technique of what you're supposed to do, but you will have to relearn kind of a lot of how to use 
how to work with the product you choose to work with. Yeah, and, and I did buy, like I would buy stuff while I was in school. I would buy trial kits or little jars of stuff, and I would kind of practice some stuff at home. Right. That stuff never counted towards like... Hours. Hours. But, but it was something that I did so that I didn't only just work with the odorless stuff because I knew when I got out of school I didn't want to work with it because it was terrible. Well, and what comes down to it too is... Yes, you need your hours to graduate, but you can always be practicing. Always, always, always. You should always be practicing. Right. So conventions are great. Online education's great. You're going to get, um, there's a lot of different, I know for skincare professionals, there's a couple different great educational sites that you can become members of. Mm-hmm. And they constantly have videos, plus they offer discounts and different things. Yeah. And they also offer insurance, which we'll talk about later. Um, so you'll want to look into some of those educational sites that have that aren't really connected to a certain product. Right. You're you're going to want to do a general search. Yes, because then you can get onto one of those educational sites that will bring in educators from all different walks of life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're not just hearing one side. Yeah. So that's huge. Social media is huge. YouTube is huge, but you're going to want to watch what you're watching. You want to make sure that the person who is, like, giving you a YouTube video, they, at the beginning of their video or somewhere in their video, you should know they should be saying that they're licensed or or whatever they're doing. Right. It's not just somebody in their bathroom using the cheapest product in the whole world. And, yes, they might be great, but they if they don't know any state regulations or anything, you're going to have to take what you learn from them, maybe a technique, and make sure that it fits. Yeah, and I mean, because there are techniques that they're, they're you know, learning, but without professional tools. Right. So, you know, th- things are a little bit different in that way. Like, it's different with, like, braiding or curling or, you know, because right. most of those things you can do. But, like, when you're doing a hair color, yeah, you know, and someone's showing you a technique, that may not work for you. Right. And it also might be super unsanitary, like a nail, something you might watch with nails. And then, you know, if you're licensed, you'll go, oh, my God, no, we could never do that because you'll spread germs. It'd be Mm -hmm. great to do on yourself while you're practicing at home. Right. But if you can never offer it to a client, there's really no reason to get perfect at that. Right. Maybe see that technique and tweak it Mm -hmm. to something that can be. But make sure you're always following your state board guidelines. Yes. And, you know... Make sure that, you know, you're careful about who you're watching. Yes. It, I mean, just because you never know and you really don't want to, you know, have a stop by inspection one day and you're doing something and the, you know, inspector's like, um, no. Yep. And, oh, wait, you lose your license because yeah. you they, chose to do something super gross. Yeah. Or they fine you or any of those things. There's like lots of things they can do. Um, but also like. Going back to conventions for a second, the cl- we talked about the classes that they have at conventions. Like, they'll have free ones, but they also have ones that you can pay for. True, yes. And so those classes, those convention classes, are amazing because usually it's things that you need or want to know. Right. And you've already traveled there. You're already paying for your hotel. You're already there. Take as many as you can. Yeah. Make sure to take advantage of those because... One less trip you have to go to because they're all in one spot. And I was able to take um, an e-file course when 
I went to that very first convention, which I recommend to any nail technician who is going to use an e-file, an electric file. You really need to learn how to use it right. before you just pick it up and use it. And so I think, you know, um, I the class I went to was um, Vicki Peters with Koopa. And... So she, you know, she's teaching you how to how to hold the e-file and she's teaching you, you know, the different techniques so that you don't cut people, so that you're not digging into their nail beds, so that you're not, you know, and, and these are extremely important things that you should know. Whether your state requires you to have um, or to take a class with your e-file or not, because I know Colorado does. Right. But... It doesn't matter. Uh, well, you should be taking the class otherwise because you're not, you know, if you aren't going to know how to use it, you're going to be scared and that's going to hurt someone. Well, and it's going to hurt your money and it's yeah. going to hurt your time. Yeah. The other thing with a lot of those classes too is a lot of them do count for continuing education, yeah. which some states do require. Exactly. Wyoming does not require continuing mm-hmm. education yet, but... Um, a lot of states do require that you have a certain amount of continuing education. So going to those conventions not only lets you see all the new things that are happening, but also lets you get in your yearly education. Exactly. So without taking another trip somewhere, because taking time off, we all know time is money. Mm -hmm. You take a week or so to go take a class, or if you could take four or five days and get in a few classes, do some shopping, come back, you know, really energized again, why not do it? Well, and, and if you live somewhere where there are classes being taught all the time, right. you need to take advantage of that. Yes, because we live in a state that the closest classes are usually Denver. Yeah, and that's... Maybe Fort Collins. Fort Collins, that's like about three, three and a half hours. Yeah. Four and hours. Somewhere. So we have to really plan it out for the summers, pretty much, because you don't want to go in the winter because it could be shut down, right. the roads. Right. And for myself, summer's my busiest time. Yeah. So I don't want to take a week in the summer to go do classes where I'd rather do it in September, October, where I'm slow, but there's no guarantee it's not going to snow. Exactly. And how do I get there? Exactly. So going and doing conventions is really a great idea. Yep. And you don't have to go and buy brand new product every time. No. You can go just for the education. Yeah. And, you know, and they're not always just conventions. They call them shows a lot. They call them shows. And so, like, the Las Vegas is a convention. But they have, you know, like, um, some companies, like, just have have a show. Right. And they will have shows just for hairstylists and just for skincare and just for nails. Yes. They have, you know, so, you know, check it out. You know, keep, you know. Keep your an open mind and do some research on where you can actually find these types of things, right? Because that's going to be extremely helpful. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, totally. Um, I don't know. You think that's enough of that? I think that's probably good for today on that because we'll get into more stuff later on, well, and we'll constantly be telling you to educate yourself. Yeah, constantly. I mean, because really. And we'll say this over and over again. It is no one's responsibility but yours. And self-education is important. I don't care what you do. Right. Absolutely. But it is no one's responsibility but yours. Exactly. If you succeed or if you fail. That's why it's called self-education. Absolutely. (laughs) And this is really one of the only industries that you are going to get out of school and not be required to do an apprenticeship in Mm -hmm. most states. Mm -hmm. Um, And... 
but you, you know, you go to a tech school that to become an electrician or a plumber. Or a lot of times you, you can. You have to do an apprenticeship before yeah. you can even get licensed. In cosmetology. Well, and a lot of times they place you. Absolutely. In cosmetology, there's a few places that will place you and kind of help you get a job. It's very rare mm -hmm. because really their only job is to get you to pass boards. That's what mm -hmm. schools do. And sadly, a lot of people going into cosmetology school don't want to pay for that extra stuff um, of placing and business and all of that. So yeah. not a lot of schools offer that. No. So um, pay attention to that too Yeah. because, you know, when you get out – you're going to want to. You are on your own, yeah. sadly. You're going to want to figure out what you're doing next. But you don't have to be on your own. There's no. so many resources. We just are all navigating this by ourselves, but I guess we don't have to do it alone. Not completely in a, alone. Like you, you may not have like a partner, but there's there's always someone you can call and ask questions. I mean, there's right. always, there's so much information. Right. So there's no reason for you not to find the information right. that you need. It's just not as easy as, and I'm not saying, go, you know, being a plumber is easy, but once you get out of tech school, they place you as an apprentice. It's not as easy to get a job. It, exactly. It's not as easy to get a job. Yeah, very true. And you don't get a lot of on-the-job training unless you make the right choice. And exactly. so I guess that leads us right into our next of where to work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there's a few different options. There are. There are. So there's, you can do a commission salon, mm -hmm. which is, you know, they own it. You work for them. You're an employee. You could do a booth rent where it's an established salon and you just rent a booth. Right, you work for yourself. Or you can open your own place. Open your own place and decide to open a salon and yeah, have other yeah. people work and for you, but you renters. own it. Yeah. Or you could just rent a space and do it all on your own. Yep. Which those last two options, though, I highly do not recommend. Not when you right, get out Not of right when you get out of school. Unless you are maybe older and have a very good background in business management well, that, that you or, could own a salon. Or you specifically went to school to do that and so you have a plan. Yeah, exactly. That you are going to open a salon and you are going to have booth renters and you're going to provide this education and you're going to have the this amazing salon but maybe you're not going to do a lot of the work. Right. You're going to do running the business and that part of it. Right. So those... Yeah, those last two, I would just say... They're just hard, lots harder. Yeah, and we'll get into those two in a little bit, but let's start with commission salons. Yeah, I've never worked in a commission salon, so... I and think, so I have. Yeah. I went straight away. Um, I had a job lined up before I even went to beauty school. Um, and I... So I worked for about a year in a commission salon. Yeah. And because I was doing skin only... My overhead wasn't very high, so we she actually gave me a 50-50 split, which, which is, is awesome. Which is really awesome because I believe most are 40-60 in most salons, and then they do have to offer you a base rate that if you are not making that commission that covers you to minimum wage, they do have to pay that base rate. Well, and your base rate is usually around like $14, $15 an hour. It depends. Mine was only 10 Well, but, but that, that was, was 10 year, 15, 15 years, years ago. ago. So, and it really just kind of depends. I believe my sister in Iowa is only making 10. So, because really they only have to make sure you make minimum wage. Yeah, and, and that's true. Minimum wage, it, I don't know, because I don't know that I've ever worked a minimum wage job. So, I don't actually know what it is 
Well, you waitressed and cocktails. Yeah, it's $2 an hour. Right. 213 is what I was getting paid as a waitress. Right. So um, anyways, with a commission, what's nice with a commission salon is you get a paycheck. Yeah. But you only get a paycheck, like a good paycheck if you're busy. Exactly. Otherwise, you get minimum wage or 10 bucks an hour or whatever they have decided but, their, your base rate is. But that is something. It is something. Um, I did continue to wait tables at night because really my commission wasn't even enough in a month to make my house payment because I was an older student. I was 27, right. as were you. Yep. Um, and so I already owned a home and, you know, I already had a car. I had all of those things and I was doing this on my own. So I had to have another job. But the good thing is the owner of the, uh, the salon purchased everything. Yep. I never had to worry about product. Yep. I didn't have to worry about paying for a phone line. I didn't have to worry about cleaning supplies or someone to clean. I didn't have to worry about advertising. I went in. I went to work. I had my set schedule. I was there during my set schedule, and I went home. I didn't have to deal with anything else. Which is awesome. Yes. So, Which was great initially. And for me, that only lasted a year because I wasn't completely happy with how the salon was ran, but also I wasn't making any money. Yeah. And I really hated doing facials. I hated doing facials. And waxing wasn't as big as it is now. So when I did leave, I ended up just renting a little spot from a friend of mine who'd who'd bought a little salon Mm -hmm. and kind of using that just part-time just waxing because I could afford the overhead which I think she paid, charged me like 75 bucks a month because I was in there right. like once a week. Well, and your overhead, your overhead as an esthetician, if you're not doing facials and stuff, is a lot cheaper. Yeah, I needed some wax, a wax pot, and a cart. Plus, I was still waiting tables, so a lot of my clients came from my word of mouth, mm-hmm. people I would talk to at the restaurant and who knew, and then their friends and then other servers. Right. So I built a lot of my clientele that way. Right. And then... um. I went straight on to like a regular booth rent in a full salon. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, so then if we do like, if we were to do like pros and cons. Right. The pros of a commission salon are. Really no responsibility other than for yourself as an employee. Right. Which is great if you don't want to have to keep your book. If you don't want to have to do advertising, you don't want to have to pay the taxes. All of that. I think a commission salon is the way to go when you first get out of school. If it's an option. Yeah. In like where we're at, there's not a lot of commission salons, so there's not always space. Yeah, there's not always an option. There's always, you know, sometimes no, they're not hiring. Right. But for someone who w- has a really hard time being organized, keeping a schedule, you know, doing all this on their own, the advertising, paying your own taxes, everything, a commission salon would be the way to go. Yeah, yeah it really would. Because, yeah, they, like I said, they do all of that for you. And, and they give you, and they, you know, like they give you a set schedule. You, you, you're you working five days a week, eight hours a they day. They set the prices. They, they do, buy the product. Yeah, they do everything. Um, But the cons are kind of like. You're an employee. Yeah, you're an employee. So you don't get to set your own schedule. You also don't get to choose what you charge people. Right. So if someone comes in and you do the job and then they have to pay like $125 and they walk out of there and they're just like, wow, that was, I can't spend that kind of money. Right. But they liked you. They really liked you. 
Right. And they would like to come back to you, but they can't spend $125 every time. Right. So, you know, in that way, you can, um, you know, if it's a con because you're you're losing a client. Right. Well, and the other thing is, too, you are going to maybe have to do services you don't really like. Exactly. There are a lot of, um, especially in commission salons, there are... um, in where we're from, most of the commission salons are hairstylists. Right. Or full cosmetologists. Correct. And so they end up doing uh, manicures and pedicures and acrylic nails and gel nails, and they hate every minute of it. Right. So and imagine. They, do, yeah, they don't do a good job. Yeah. I was going to say, imagine what the quality looks like. Yeah. And plus, you need to know what you're good at and stick with what you're good at. Right. But. I have to say, on the pro side for your first year, not a bad idea to get in there and try everything. Maybe you hated doing nails because your product was terrible in school. Right. And then once you get a better product, all of a sudden you realize you really do love doing it. So that one's kind of a pro and a con because you can absolutely work on things that maybe you thought you'd never work on. Exactly. So. And that is very true. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean. There's a lot of pros and there's some cons. You know, it depends on the type of person you are if you continue to stay working there. Yeah. There are some people who just cannot organize their life enough. And so working for someone, they just want to do hair and not deal with the business. Right. Absolutely perfect. Fine. No big deal. Do it. But it's finding a location. And it is a good way to start getting clientele. Right. And I absolutely do think if it, there is an option to do that, it is a great idea initially. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and there are some things that you can't do. Like, we don't really have spas. No, we have a, I think we have, like, two that offer massage and facials and yeah, that but, type of thing. Um, but I found when I got out of school, there was nowhere in, there was not a commission salon I could go to. Yeah, nails is really hard because a lot of the commission salons employ one nail tech. If Maybe they, if they a lot of times I think here they most of them don't even employ a nail tech um, because their overhead is very high. Okay, nail techs have a lot of product that has to be purchased, mm. and um, it's well, and there's so many choices. There is so there's a lot of lines, but there's also um, you know like you're not using nail polish really quickly. Right. And so how do you justify picking up the new line right. or the, that season's collection? or And so some, you know, owners won't. Right. Because they're like, well, you know, we're not making, if you want to do that, you got to do it on your own. Right. And, and you have to understand, like, they may not choose a product that you want to work with. Well, and I think a lot of times spas will actually probably not do a lot of acrylics, they but they'll do the manicure smell. pedicures. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. so you can get a really nice little you can get foot like massage. A, yeah, and, or a gel polish yeah. or whatever, but you cannot. You know, so really it all depends. Uh, mo- almost all of the nail techs that I know, actually I think all of the nail techs that I know, have gone booth rent. Right. Because there's just not that, there's just not that option. It is not easy because as a nail tech, your overhead is high. Right. Right. So then that gets us into booth running. It does. It does. And that's what I did when I got out of school. I was super, super lucky because the owner of the school, um, she had a 
a lady who owned a salon who had said that she wanted a nail tech in there. Right. And I was just graduating, and so she was like, well, you know, I'll give her your information. And so, you know, she gave me the salon's information, and I called and, and set up an appointment and went in, and we met. And so I was able to get a spot right away. It's usually not extremely hard to find a spot. Right. Most salons, um, you know, are booth renting or, or you know, somewhere right. booth renting. Um, but uh, there are some things, you know, when you are booth renting that you want to be kind of leery of. Right. When you walk into a place, you know. Right. Well, and they're going to all put on their, you know, best face when you oh, walk yeah. in. But you need to maybe do a little research, not gossiping, but research on the reputation of that salon. Look up Yelp reviews mm-hmm. and look up, don't just go ask your neighbor, hey, what, do you, what have you heard about this girl? Right. Like look up actual reviews, look at their Facebook page, see how they're posting things, see how their reviews look, see how their website looks. Well, but even when you go into the salon, you really should be looking around at the salon. Is it clean? Right. Is it dirty? But you should do this little research before you choose to even go in there. Yeah. Because you need to find a place that it's going to share a lot of your work ethic. Your values. Your values. um, Because you don't want to end up in a place where they're okay letting people get into each other's stuff and take each other's things or they're super dirty. Or, you know, the person over here cusses like a sailor and your clients would be completely offended by that. Right, right. So... You do need to watch that when you are booth mm-hmm. renting. Most salons are not like that. No, um, but but when, there's never there's never a guarantee though. No, because the first salon that I went to, the lady was nuts. Right, like she was a nut, jo- well, nut job. She was a crazy. And I was, was just going to say, sadly, too, our industry has, you know, half of us have created this really kind of hostile work environment that we're all competition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that we all have to do things a certain way because, well, you deal with a lot of artists yes. and a lot of very um, high emotions, generally a lot of women in a place where who spend a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. So then they're doing that. And then a lot of times if you leave a salon, then you don't end up talking to them. It's just this weird, like you've just broke up with the whole salon and you can't talk to anybody. Yeah, it's a very weird. It's a very weird dynamic. So knowing when you get in that breaking up might be kind of hard to do yeah because I was lucky the first place I really booth rented in when I told her I was leaving she's like oh my god I'm so happy for you you're gonna grow so much she goes because this is my dream she's like this isn't yours Mm -hmm. she goes I know you need to grow and she continued to come to me for a while you know she was and I still see her and we're friends right so Luckily, I knew going in, she was very professional. Mm-hmm. And though people knew things about everyone's life in there, it wasn't like everyone hung out together, which is what I was looking for. Right. I don't need to go in and have automatic, everybody's my bestie and I have to only hang out with you oh, and we no. only do family stuff. No. And some salons have built that environment. And if well, that's and what I you're think, looking for. I think when you get into the business and you're older anyway, you've established your right. friends and your life. Right. So in general, you want to just go to work and yeah, cool. If you can be friends with people right. or that are working there, that's awesome. But it's not always going to work out. Well, and, and you shouldn't feel forced no. to go do things with everyone. No, but you are colleagues. Yes. And so there should still be that 
mutual respect well, there's that you are colleagues. Professionalism for sure. Yes, and which we will also talk about later on. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's some pros that come with renting your own space, which is you set your own schedule, you pick your own product line, you set, you know, your own rules for how you want your clients to be. Yeah, your prices, your yeah. policies, your... If you want to take a day off, you schedule that. You don't have to ask anybody. Mm-hmm. There's some great, great things that come with that. There are, however, some big cons that come with it, especially right out of school. Yeah, uh, getting clientele is a huge con. Well, and the other thing is, do you have the money and the mind frame to run a business? Yeah. Do you have the money first to go, okay, well, this is I want. This is the building I want. Okay, here's the prices I want to charge. This is the product. Okay, how am I going to set up my taxes? Do I have my savings? Okay, now I have to schedule everybody. Okay, how am I going to schedule them? Am I only going to do it this way? Right, what kind of payments am I going to be able to take? Should, and, I, should I include credit cards? And do I become I an LLC? Yeah. And then do I, you know, have a corporate account? And then how do I do this? Should I get an accountant? It's all very overwhelming, but in the end, all of this information is fairly easy to get. It is. It's just you have to decide right away what you want to deal with. Yeah. Because if, if you're you willing decide, to take that on, right, then that's awesome. It yeah. is. You just, if you're going to take it on, you have to take it all on. Yeah. You can't just go, you know what, I'm just going to, you know, do waxing or do nails and I just am going to charge this and rent this spot and I'm not going to worry about anything else. You still have to know what your product's going to cost you, yeah. everything, so you can replace that and keep working. Mm-hmm. You are going to have to pay taxes. They don't just come out when someone pays you. You didn't make $100. A portion of that is taxes. Right. So those it's are... It's the same thing. Yeah. It's just you just have to be disciplined to take that money out. Right. And you just have to know straight out that you are creating a brand and a business when you booth rent um, or do a salon by yourself. The big thing with booth renting in an established salon is a lot of times you don't have to pay for advertising. Your booth rent generally covers utilities and like a washer dryer and supplies, you know, maybe towels. Like salon salon supplies, like uh, toilet paper, paper towels, soap. You'll still have to purchase your color line and... Your, whatever product right. line product. you want to exactly. use. Exactly. Right. Your bowls and your shears, all of that kind of stuff, you're still going to have to purchase yourself. Yeah. But the salon itself, the phone line, you know, and a lot of times they'll rotate someone. You'll have to pick a day where you answer the phone. And you're like the receptionist for the day. Right. Mm-hmm. And generally, if you are in a booth rent salon, too, some of them will let you sell your own retail. And some will say, no, this is the retail we sell here. And you get 10% of it. And you're not allowed to use anything else. So there's a lot of different um, things to look at when you go into a booth rent. Yeah. And, so, you know, just pay attention. Yep. Ask questions. Well, and... Don't be afraid to ask questions. No, don't be afraid to ask questions. And, you know, we're going to get into more of this, so just keep listening. Yeah. We're going to get into a lot more. Yeah. Way deeper. And, yeah. you know, once a month, we're going to try to do some Q&A, maybe a little live podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. Where we can do some Q&A for you guys. and Send um, in some questions. We are on Instagram Mm -hmm. at A Better Beauty Business. If you want to follow us, we'll put updates there. Yep. And then, so let's talk about, so we've talked about some pros and cons of just booth renting. But then let's talk about some pros and cons of, hey, I'm going to just walk out and rent a space and work all by myself. Really quick, though, let's get back to booth renting. A huge pro, you get to work with other people. 
Yeah. You have people to bounce ideas off of. Yeah. You have someone to go, hey, this isn't working right. Can you show me this? Or you could watch someone who's amazing at balayage or really good at like a different acrylic nail that you're not good at. And, you know, since you are colleagues, most of the time, how it should be working is you should be sharing ideas. It doesn't always work like that. It doesn't. That is, that is, you know, really that's how it should work. Well, and hopefully we're, you know, we're really hoping hoping to like open up communication mm -hmm. for everybody so mm -hmm. that people maybe start acting like that a little more yeah. because we are colleagues and there are enough people in this world who want services done. Oh, well, you know, like I can't do everybody's. Nope. You absolutely, have to, and you do have to think of that. You're not going to be able to do everybody's. You're not even going to want to do everybody's no, because They're, different personalities yeah. are going to clash. So learn from each other, right? Absolutely, because then as we go into if you own your own space and you're just by yourself, if especially if you do this right when you get out of school, you don't. You're only learning from classes and from maybe some online stuff. Mm -hmm. You're getting into a routine every day of just what you are used to doing. You're not learning anything new. It's a lot easier to, for you to just fall into a routine that you never change. Exactly. And you should be ever-changing. Well, plus, you take on the rent of the salon all by yourself. You take on the utilities, buying all the supplies, cleaning it, doing all the laundry, taking out the trash, doing absolutely everything yep. all on your own, which can be a little overwhelming. Yeah. And, I mean, for some people... That might be exactly what they want. And I, you know, and I think that sometimes people who are older will go into a space and really want to be by themselves when they get out of school and they've already, they already know a lot of people who are going to come to them or whatever. So their advertising isn't a ton and they do have a background in business. So none of this is super hard. Right. But even both Heidi and I went to school late. We were both, what, late 20s, 27, 28? Yeah, I was 28, yeah. And we both, I have a degree in business. Um, and the two of us still, we want to be together because I don't want to just sit here by myself all the time when we don't have clients. That's no, super, super, super boring. Plus I don't want to have to be the one who cleans the whole shop all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to be the one who has to purchase everything all the time. It's very nice to have a teammate in this, mm -hmm. though we don't share a business right? until now. Yeah, well, until now. Until, and that's yeah. just this podcast. Yeah, we still don't share. Yeah, we don't share a salon business. We don't. We share a salon um, and a space. So we split the rent. We split the utilities. We split everything else. But everything else, we each own our own business. But what's great is when I'm like, you know, when I was first starting, I said, oh, my God, I'm so tired of when I first started doing this full time, I guess. I was so tired of really being so flexible and yeah. back and forth. And mm -hmm. I had a young daughter and, and Heidi just looked at me and said, why don't you set a schedule? People will come yep. when you set a schedule. And though it's so basic, it is sometimes basic. you can't see what's right in front of your face. Which is true because everyone thinks, oh, well, if I'm really flexible, right. then I'll get more clients. No, not necessarily. Right. You know, and, you, and you know, you may get more clients, but if those clients like you and want to come back to you, they'll come when you're open. Well, and the other thing is it made perfect sense. It yeah. was what I had to do. My daughter was at daycare at certain times, so mm -hmm. why would I not? But it took someone else going, why are you doing this? Yeah. And... When I'm, you know, I was going to bring in product line, I'm like, what do you think of this? And she's like, oh, that's great. Or when she's like, you know, practicing nails and or, you know, doing different things, we can bounce things off of each other. And she's oh, like, yeah. what do you think of this? And I'm like, ah. I'll learn, yeah, like I'll learn something new and I'll be like, 
oh, I'm not sure if I like it. And she'll be like, oh, no, it's really cool. Right. So because I may not like it. Well, and we're critical of ourselves yes, anyways. we are. Especially with art. Most of us are like, uh, but other people see it and go, oh, my God, I would love that. I would pay for that. Yeah, exactly. And Which is helpful <clears throat> because there are things that you're going to do that you won't like to do. Right. Or, or you that, won't think you're very good at. That you won't think you're very good at. And But people are going to ask you to do those things. Right. So, you know, it's it's nice to have somebody who, you know, you can talk to and, you know, and get through your day with. Right. Um. And we're not always working together. We do work alone some of the times. Absolutely. You know, Jess doesn't work weekends, and I work every other Saturday. Um, Well, and honestly, because I do waxing and you uh, do nails, so you're out in the bigger space, my door is shut most of the time. It is. So though we are together, we're not, like, in each other's space all the time. Exactly. So um, it's – but it's nice that when – you know, I can call her and be like, hey, are you on your way? And she's like, yeah. I said, okay, open the door. I've called my client. I'm running a few minutes late. Just let them know. Well, there's been times where, you know, like I'll have an hour break and she'll be, she'll come out and she's like, oh, I really need gloves. I, you know, I forgot to bring my gloves from home. And, and I'm like, well, I have an hour. Do you want me to get you some? And so then I can go and run and do an errand for her or something like that. Because we do not have in this town a place that will deliver supplies. So, well, and I think some of them will, you just have to have a really big order. Yeah. Like a but huge order. Yeah. If you run out, because we don't have a lot of storage here. So we have a storage unit at my house right? where we store all our extra decorations and extra supplies and stuff. Um, so, you know, you kind of have to watch that stock too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what's nice too is I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm super busy. Or Heidi will go, oh my God, I'm super busy. And one of us has a break. And I'm like, you know what? I forgot to grab lunch. Yeah, do you want some lunch? Let me go grab lunch. Because generally, you know, we do bring our own. We do really kind of plan for that because you we are both usually super busy. We don't get a chance to leave. Right. But the other great thing, too, about working with someone that we are great friends, mm-hmm. but unlike when, you know, we were younger and some of the salons where they're like, you all have to hang out all the time, we do things together, but... It's not on a really regular, like, everyday basis. We both have families. We both have other things. But if she's like, hey, I need someone to go pick up my kids and my older son is somewhere, can you do that? I'm like, absolutely. Right. Because I still trust this person. Right. And you have to trust the person who you're sharing the space with. Right. Because I've seen girls get into the same situation we're in, Mm -hmm. end up hating each other. Yeah. The thing is, is that... um, you have to have the right personalities. Our two personalities go really well together yes. because neither one of us are overcritical of an, of other people, no. and um, neither one of us thinks a lot of things are a big deal. Right, and the other thing is we both have a lot of the same values in our family life and our yeah, life. Exactly. So you know, I don't think it's okay to sit and you know steal all of Heidi's stuff. Right, and she's not in like double dipping in my wax. Yeah. Like, you know, and making a huge mess. Gross. So, <laughs> exactly. <yuck. laughs> gross. But, you know, we have the same respect for other people's things as we do for ourselves. Exactly. And if her business succeeds, mine succeeds because... Because we share clients. Yes. And absolutely. She'll have clients come in and they go, oh my God, I didn't know someone did waxing. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I'll have clients in there and they're like, oh, I really need to get a pedicure. I'm like, why don't you call Heidi and make an appointment? They're like, she does that. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because they walk right by her pedicure chair to time. walk into the wax room. But I have, I have my own clients who sit at my nail table and look at my pedicure area and they're saying, do you do pedicures? Yeah. And I'm like, 
No. People are very funny. <laughs> I just have all of the pedicure stuff because right. it looks cool. Right. <laughs> I just like it. I like this chair. Yeah. So there is, you know, some good pros and cons to pretty much every option. I really just think when you're first getting out of school, though, be in an environment where you can continue to learn. Yeah, learn. Learn, yeah. learn, learn. Yep. Learn, learn. Yep. Um, Don't isolate yourself. No, Don't think you, you wanna, know everything. If you want to open your own place, that's great, but... but you know, if you're young and you just got out of school, give it a few years. Well, and Build up a clientele. Right. Make sure that you've saved some money because you're probably going to have to do a little bit of, you know, changing paint or flooring right. or, you know, so you're going to have to be a little bit more prepared right. than just thinking, I'm going to get out of school and open my own salon and it's going to be fabulous. Well, and if you choose to not work with someone, I highly recommend then finding a business partner like Heidi and I are to get to each other mm -hmm. who aren't actually business partners. Right. But we can share business ideas and we can run things past each other. We still have someone who is in the same industry who can help us because Heidi has a husband who she could bounce ideas off, but he's a pharmacist. He yeah, knows nothing <laughs> about the beauty industry. And he doesn't care. <laughs> no. He, well, because he doesn't understand it. No. And he doesn't run a business. So no. he doesn't understand at all what goes into everything. How different because, it is. Yeah. Because he's never had to do it. Right. So find someone who you can have as your business partner. Right. And um, go with that because you're going to need someone. You're going to well, need someone to talk to at some point. And the thing is, is, you know, you might be best friends with somebody, but you need to really look at whether you're best friends and you want to work with that person. Right. Like, Jess and I were friends. We've been friends since school. Right. But we weren't besties. Right. Like, we saw each other occasionally. Right. And, you yeah. know, we would talk occasionally. But um, it wasn't until, like, I went to her and was like, I've got to get out of the salon that I'm right. in right now. Like, it's driving me crazy. Right. I would like to open my own place, but I don't want to do it alone. Right. And, and she knew I was looking to yeah, grow. And, and, you were, and she was looking, because she, she had said several times, I need something bigger than this. Right. And so I was like, hey, you know what? I found a building that I think we can use. Right. And I was like, do you want to go look at it? And she was like, sure. So, you know, we went and looked at the building. We talked about it, we, you know, and it was kind of scary because you had a hard time imagining what the building, what, what the room was yes, going to look like. Yes, it was a little bit scary initially. <laughs> it was kind of, I had to remodel it. So there was like cement floors and, and I don't know. It was know in when, a basement. It was. And I don't know when the walls were last painted. It smelled right. funny. There was right. like this weird hole in the wall. And that wasn't there like a blue or green carpet or like indoor outdoor carpet in part of it? Well, there was, but they ripped that out. Yeah, but you could still see pieces of yeah, it. Yeah, and there was like one tiny window in the very, very front. And, and a big steel door. Yeah. And it had been storage yep. for years and years and yeah. years. So it smelled like it had been storage. Yeah, and it was gross. Yeah. And I knew I was going to have to remodel it. When, so when she comes in, she's like, uh, <laughs> uh, okay, this looks okay. <laughs> and I'm looking at her like, you think it looks like crap. Well, because it did. <laughs> It really did. And so I'm trying to get, so then, I, you know, we sat down and I'm like, here's my vision. Right. And I, and I gave her my vision. Right. And so because, you know, she then could see where this could go. And then she was like, I trust you, just do it. Right. It'll be okay. Cause she, I don't think she actually like really pictured, pictured it. 
No, I was just like, whatever, I trust you. Yeah. Go and so, for it. Yeah. So when I got it done and we could move in, she was like, wow, this is really cool. And that place was cool for a few years. It was until it flooded. Yeah. So when then we had some issues and now we're not in a basement, which is so much more amazing. And we have all these lights and we have escape Windows doors and, and <laughs> we don't have to take the trash, like put it in our right. car to take it to the dumpster. Exactly. There's some really good things yeah. about moving. We, yeah. Um. So I think that's... Probably enough for today, but I think on our next episode, we should really talk about what to do with like products yeah, and if, pricing if and you everything. Want retail, yeah, exactly. pricing your services, yes. those kinds of things. We'll go into that next time. Um, it, was great talk, it was great talking with you. Yeah, you too. We'll All talk right. to you guys later. Awesome. <laughs>